Good evening. Welcome to the 12th Man Podcast. Another Monday night done. Um, we've got three in a row. We've done one, two, we'll go. Um, got me, Steve Jackson, now in the main chair as usual. Uh, got my wingman with me, back from his weekly trip, um, where he's booked to do various acts in Benidorm. How are we doing, JD? I'm fine, thank you very much. Good, good, good. Everything go all right over there? Everything, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Super. Got to see, uh, got to see the whole game. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. Perfect. Good. Got our favorite. Well, not my favorite, Jordy. Sorry, Dicko. Um, my second favorite, Jordy. Um, Steve Dixon's with us. Evening, Dicko. Good evening, fellas. Or well, tonight, I think I should say good eye, mate. <laughs> well, yes, and that brings me on to our, our very special guest because this one I'll be saying good morning to. Um. You may know him as Inrictus. We know him as Rye. Good evening, Rye. Right? Morning. Yes, six a.m. It's uh, a bright good morning here from uh, a very chilly Australia. Actually, getting into winter now. So, good morning to everybody. You you don't know chilly. You do not know chilly. <laughs> I probably don't. Right. Mate. I probably don't. <laughs> yeah. Yes, winter lasts for nine months on Teesside. side. It's, it's still Teeside. chilly here, and we're kicking towards May now. So really, bloody hell. But uh, no, no. Um, pleasure to have you. We'll uh, we'll chat to you about your um, yeah, your channel, everything like that. But we'll go. Oh, I appreciate all having that. having me on. No, Ooh. no, pleasure's all mine, mate. But um, yes, hang tight. We'll get straight to you. Right, like we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk Hull briefly, um, because obviously it was a big, a big moment against Hull. A uh, big moment for Tuba Hat Bomb, which um, we'll go through. We'll talk about Luton, um. The good, the bad, the ugly side of the game. I say ugly because I've got a swear jar now. Um, so I can't swear anymore. But um yes, we'll talk about that. I'll talk to Rye about his channel. He'll um he'll go through how, why, you know, the things he goes through, the things he has us laughing at. Um and then we'll talk about Rotherham. Another Monday well, it's a Monday afternoon game, isn't it? That one. Monday night for you, right? All right, um, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll go through all that in the next hour. So, before I start, boys, are we all all right? All good, thank you. Good, Steve. Yep, all good, mate. Good, good. It's it's weird talking across the other side of the world, and he knows what I'm saying, right? Um, right, Dicko, I'll come to you. Um, Hull Hull was a massive win, I say it started really badly, ended really well. With what I could only describe as a a ten minute demolition job at the beginning of that second half, where we absolutely tore Hull a new one, and we were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think we've we've come accustomed to Middlesbrough now doing that. The teams we can we can score goals quickly in clusters. We do tend to score most of our goals from half time between sort of forty five and sixty five minutes this season. Um, we can be slow starters and grow to the game, but with the firepower we've got, we can do that to any team. We can be trailing in a game, drawing in a game, and then just spring into life with the the attacking options we've got. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to dwell on the goal too, uh, you know, too much. Their goal. I mean, it's, it wasn't the greatest defending, but I just want to focus on how quick and devastating we were when we got going in that second half. I don't know what Michael Carrick gave them. At half time, I really don't. Um, but it was it was unbelievable how quick we got into because as soon as the first goal went in, you just thought, well, yeah, we could probably win this by a couple of goals here. Because the speed of our attacking, they just couldn't handle us, could they? Well, I, you just said there, what could Michael Carrick, Carrick give us? And what Michael Carrick give us was Anthony Dyshdale and Isaiah Jones, who came back into the side. And together, look like they, they were in the prime Chris Wilder days. They linked up superbly straight away from minute one of the second half. And they were the reason, in my opinion, that Middlesbrough got back into the game. Dyche gets forward better than Tommy Smith. Um, he's played with Jones quite a, quite a lot. And Jones looked confident. He looked skillful. He had his pace back. He was direct and two two assists uh, in the second half. Was it three goals in six minutes? Blew Hull away. And, you know, 
when you're creating chances like what Jones was, and you've got this the, the, the two strikers, the two marksmen that we've got at the moment in Cameron Archer and Schubert Akpong, who are just on fire at the moment. Um, it's only going to end one way, and that's with the ball in the back of the net. Well, that's it. I mean, yeah. Once we get going, I don't. I, I, I personally believe there's no team that can live with us in the championship. But I mean, just to finish it, because I do, I do want to talk about Luton quite a bit, and obviously talk to talk on the other side of the world, I suppose. Um, but one thing I want to mention is Chubrakpom. Chubrakpom became the first championship player to score in nine home games in a row on Incredible. Wednesday night. Incredible stat. I mean. Goal number twenty eight in what is it twenty yeah twenty eight in the league twenty nine overall. This man has an absolutely incredible season, and he just keeps getting better and better for the man. Yeah, and let me be the first one on here to congratulate him on his award, getting the, the championship player of the year. Thoroughly deserved. He's been superb, and I hope we get promoted first and foremost for the supporters and the players of Middlesbrough Football Club. But after that. Tuba Akpom deserves to be in the Premier League. He's had that good a season. I mean, you've just absolutely spoiled me saying he got Player of the Year on um, Sunday night. But um, no, no, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> you beat me to it. No, no, he, was, he did. He was, um, I say, flurry deserved. I mean, tell me another better player in this league, and I'll tell you you're wrong, to be quite honest. He's been the best player by a mile. And um, long may it continue because he's, yeah, his scoring run is incredible at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's it's firing us up the league. It's it's great to see. But um, yeah, big win took us into Monday night. Um, secured us a playoff spot, um, and kept us home for the second leg as well, which was huge. Because I don't want to go into another situation like Aston Villa again. That was horrendous. So, no. um, but um, yeah, it was it was it was really good. It was um, yeah, um. Right, John Don. Stop messing around with your computer. Um, hey, I'll, I'll Luton Monday night. The it's not the greatest place to go on the Monday night. It's quite intimidating. It's quite enclosed. It's quite dark and stingy and horrible and a place you don't want to be. But we went there with a bit of confidence and a bit about us because, like we just said there, season, you know, we've got our objective. We've got a playoff spot, um, which if you'd offered me in October, I'd have absolutely snapped your hand off. Um, but, you know, we turned up there Monday night in pretty good spirits and ready to give Luton a bloody good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it was uh, obviously a, a much-changed lineup um from Hull. Um, but that was for the reason you've mentioned there. I think um, our top four finish was uh, was was guaranteed, um, and I think Michael Carrick used that game to um, to give game time to some players who, well, we don't know uh, 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 regarding injuries to key players, but um, the, some of the players who came in um, last night at Luton. Could go on to uh, to be, you know, important to us in the uh, in the in the playoff games. So, you know, th- th- there was a few a few um, murmurs of uh, discontent when the when the team was read out by some fans. But I think he made the right call, to be honest, because um, what he needs to do is to get to get fringe players back in the team, getting getting match minutes under the belt. Mm. Obviously, given. Uh, our, shall I say, first choice uh, starters a bit more time to 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 get over some niggles and injuries that they've picked up. So I think it was the right move for um, for Michael Carrick to to to, to name uh, the team that he did. And to be very fair with with him, we um, we done really well. We we played we played really well. Uh, it wasn't the best of games, I, I, I know that, but um, I, I thought we were the better team on the night. Um, and to be honest, I think the fans who were there really got behind the team. That that the, 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 they knew what we'd achieved. We'd achieved a top four finish. We'd achieved the um, the away leg first in the playoffs. Um, and 
I'm not saying the result didn't matter because because I want us to win every game we play, but it it wasn't it wasn't vital. It, it wasn't vital, um, and I I think the players still came over the crowd at the end of the game. They applauded the crowd. The crowd gave them fantastic support, and and I think it was a key moment because um, Middlesbrough fans showed their team that despite the defeat, we understood what went on on the pitch. We we understood what why Carrick Dunbury did, uh, and 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 we showed that we were still behind every player, whether it be a regular starter or a fringe player. So yeah, and I think you'll see. Similar lineups for the next uh, two games, to be honest. Well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it for me, it's about getting yourself ready for you know that that first game, which looks like it's going to be the fourteenth of May. Um, that first leg away from home, wherever it, wherever it may be, we can't speculate on that now because there's about there's about ten teams that can get that them spots at the moment. So you know, I can't I can't say yeah, we're going to be going to Millwall, we're going to go into you know Blackburn, Coventry, wherever it may be. At the moment, it is Coventry, but that could change in a couple of weeks. But um, we'll go through all that in a couple of weeks. I'd rather just focus on those for this next two two episodes, I suppose. But um, one last question, John Don, before I talk to our, our lovely guest, um, is it about being? Is is this test going to test our mental status now? Simply because there's not a lot on the line, but you've got to keep yourself keyed in, ready to go again. Because as I say, in a couple of weeks, you're going to have the biggest three weeks of your of your season. Yeah, that's it. it, it, it it's um, the next two games are a chance for players to put themselves in the reckoning to start the playoff games. We know we're going to get uh, at least two games in the playoffs and hopefully um, make the final at Wembley. So those players who started at Luton and who may start against Rotherham and Coventry, they'll be looking to put their, themselves in the frame. So it is it is key um, that we that you know that that those players come in uh, and try the damnedest. And I don't think Michael Carrick would would ask anything less of them, you know, than to give their all. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for me, he knows, obviously, from meeting him, he knows as well as us, that's a minimum requirement for wearing one of our shirts. You know, you, you give everything. And, um, you know, anything other less than 100% is, is not good enough for me. So, go on, Dick up. Just, just to uh, echo John's words there, really, if you're Anthony Dykesteel or Isaiah Jones, Dan Barlasa, Alex Smart, Mark Bowler, uh, Crooks, these next two games are probably your biggest games of the season because they're the last chance for you to really say, I want to be in that, that playoff starting 11. So whatever thoughts Carrick's got about your strongest 11 for the playoffs, yeah. these two games are the last opportunity for those players to put themselves in the shop window. So for that reason, I still expect Middlesbrough to be extremely competitive in the next two games. And, 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 and the thing, I, I, Go on, John. The thing is, Dicko, you're right, because there's still question marks over uh, some of our injured players as to whether or not we'll see them again um, in league games or even in the playoff games. Um, you know, from what I'm led to believe, one, one, or two, one or two, one or two may not um, may not make it. So, yeah, th- there is that the door has opened there for for some of our players to um, to to step in and um, and the next two league games make sure they're firmly in the frame for um, for the playoff matches. Absolutely. And if, 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 if the, uh, the usual suspects who are playing, you know, are, you know, are trying to keep themselves fit for the playoffs and stuff like that, they've still got to keep themselves extremely professional. We've got over 2,000 going to Rotherham and the Coventry games are 32,000 sellout. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've still got to give it your all for the for that support as well when you're wearing the shirt in Middlesbrough. Exactly, and I say that's, that's what we always say: give everything. I'd rather you give everything than nothing. So, um, you know, don't bother wearing our shirt if you're not going to give it because we we give we we give as much to you as you give to us. And that's all we ask for. But um, right, I'll come. I'll come to our guest now because um, he did watch the game. Um, 
I'll say good morning to Rye. Um, welcome. Thank you so thank much you. for um, thank you so much for waking up so early to uh, oh, no. to come and join us and um, be a part of us. Um, obviously, we'll talk a bit about you and your, your journey and everything a bit a bit later on. I want to talk to you about the Luton game because you obviously you did watch it. We've seen your I live did, stream. Yeah. Um, yep. You, I mean, this the first goal, Archer's goal. You tell me what you did to that wall on your left hand side. <laughs> uh, well, I've become accustomed to uh, waking the neighbours actually here. So uh, uh, every uh, every goal that goes in for the borough, I try to let the neighbours know that uh, the mighty borough have scored and <laughs> let the street know because it's uh, the lonely place down here in Australia when uh, you want to, you know, you want to be celebrating with all the fans, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's at four or three a.m. in the morning, and uh, there's no one around. So, I uh, I was pretty excited when Archer went in, and um, especially like you know to to go off, you know, the comments and and that already is with much, you know, such a changed lineup, um, and uh, you know the the difference of of that team sheet uh, to see Archer go in, you know, at first, especially away from home against you know the team that's in third, it was it was incredible. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, the goal itself. It did look like it was coming because we did try that ball over the top. I think it was about ten minutes previous and yeah. didn't quite get it right. But I mean, talk to us about the you know the build-up play because the interlink between Brooks and Barlasser. I mean, by mm. the way, if we talk a bit too quick for you, please do say. Oh, it's fine. No, we'll it's all good. <laughs> um, but the, the the interplay between Crooks and Barlasser was brilliant, considering you know they're both not regular starters, and and then the ball over the top, as they say, it was absolutely brilliant. It was incredible. I mean, even in before that, with seeing Johnny Housen in centre back getting the, the header clear, uh, you know that fell into Barlas's path, and then obviously over to Matty Crooks, who was, you know, he's played in about what four different roles this season. The, the man's yeah. all over the world, and 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 is still performing. And then puts one of the most incredible long balls through to to Cam, who who controls it and is just so composed. And he's from from what I see, you know, from obviously only on TV and and, and computer screens, he, he he's he's not the biggest bloke in the world, but he he's he's ten foot tall when the ball comes near him. He's he's the biggest man in the world, and he's the strongest. You know, he's back and Fenwell like <laughs> he's he's just muscled out the defender and uh, brought it down, controlled it so well. Um, sent the sent the you know the goalkeeper flying. Then the next, you know, I think it was Sonny Bradley that might have come and slid in from yeah. two yards out, and then sent him flying and then just walked it in and it was incredible composure for such a young young kid as well i mean i would have been shooting from 30 yards out i think if at that age you know trying to get the scene sort of thing but he's just so composed and that's what makes him such a great footballer i think it was absolutely and and john don what was that away end like as soon as that went in it looked absolutely well hectic as, as it usually is yeah it, it was far better reviewing it when i got home and i saw the goal from the tv angle um because he, he was brave you know um like rice said there you know he fought off the defender and then he he brought the ball down as the keeper was bearing on him you know so, some some forwards aren't brave they don't have that sort of uh mentality and they might shy out of uh, uh tackle, especially you know a keeper of uh, six foot tall spreading himself out you think you're gonna get knocked into the ground but but he he was brave. He he was he was great. He took a he, he took a first touch that was crucial because it, it gave him the time then to get the ball under control. Uh, and like you say, he, he he left he left the Luton defender sliding into the stands to be honest, and then just uh, whacked it into the net. We went crazy. Absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, it, it was only what we deserved because we had um, far more. Um, Possession, control of the game. Um, I think we missed a, a couple of half decent chances. I know Crooks missed one from the edge of the box um, that I thought he should have had at least on target. But going in at one nil, yeah, it was a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. I say, I, I, I thought I'd ask you about what it was like in the way, and because um, it showed Bob Mortimer going absolutely nuts, and um, then realizing. Oh, hang on, hang on. I need to calm down. It could be it. I need to calm down here. But oh, I was just, yeah, superb watching the uh, the fans doing the thing. And, you know, well, we know, you know, how, how nutty can get in them away. And so, um, the thing is, the, rough before, so. 
the thing is, Bob Martin is a proper fan, if you know what I mean. You, yeah, yeah. You sometimes get you sometimes get these celebrity fans who, who pop up when it's a cup final or a big game. But Bob's been there from, you know, when we've been on the floor, you know, and, and Bob still goes to the games, mainly the, the Southern games, because that's where he's based. But you, you see him, you see him all over, and he, 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 he there's no airs and graces about him. He mixes with the fans. You see him in the pubs before the game. He's 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 a proper fan who just happens to be a celebrity. Um, he's not one of your lovey type fans, you know. He, he, and when I watched the the highlights uh, this morning, uh, and I saw him EIO and after we scored, you know, that was super. <laughs> yeah, I thought great. Just calm down a bit, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it was just brilliant the way the TV pictures caught him as well because he was giving it rock all as we all would. And then I don't know if it's like his his, his subconscious kicked in. About obviously, you know, we we all know about his, um, you know, he's had to slow down a little bit because of his health issues and stuff like that. And it's like that stopped him. He went, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, and it counts out a little bit here. But oh, I was yeah. just great to see him in the moments, and that's what being a Borough fan's about, isn't it? You know, we get overexcited about a nothing goal. You know, we, no one does it better for me. Well, the thing is, you know, it's um, you're caught up in the moment, and you, you just go along with it, uh, and that. There's no better feeling when you, you you're in amongst it. You know you you're in amongst the group of people who are singing, who are getting behind the team, who are showing their emotions. That's what it's all about being a Borough fan. Exactly. When you when you say nobody does it better, getting excited over a nothing goal, I think Rye pushes him quite close, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's poor neighbors. He's poor. Yeah, I got to. Uh, I got to make up for it. I mean, like you talked there, like you know, there's nothing better about being around, you know, fellow Borough fans. I'm always by myself, so it's silly o'clock in the morning. So it's. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, make the neighbors or, or the whole street Borough fans. You know, I'm doing my best here to. I've got a <laughs> recruitment charge down the street. I guess. <laughs> a recruitment charge. That's meant yeah. that. Let's hope it works. I know it'd be. It's it's so good to you know know that we're. We're still, we're still known worldwide and things like that. I love it, me. But, uh, right, we've had the good bits. Let's get to the bad bits. Right? Equaliser. Dick, I'll come to you for Equaliser. Was it a foul? Because to me, that was a foul. But then, who's picking up Tom Lockyer? It was one of those clever moves that they probably worked on on the training ground. They've got a, a big, strong, powerful side. And they knew what, exactly what they were doing. And Tom Lockyer... He blocks off Dave Steele, gets himself free. He scores the header. I think he commits the foul and he scores the goal. For me, it's a clear foul. You can see the way Dave Steele goes to the ground. You can see the way Dave Steele complains to the referee after it. But unless the referee's actually watching that particular incident at that precise second, you can't really give a foul. It, it, it happens all the time with those type of sides. and It's obviously something that... Uh, Looking town work on because the the, the good on set pieces. Yeah, but the thing is, um, the, the, the thing is, is so incidents like that um, that happen, like you say, in all divisions uh, at most most matches, they get picked up in the Premier League because of yeah. the VAR. They get picked up, but at Championship level and below, there is no VAR. So you know, unless. The linesman uh, spots it, or unless the referee himself spots it, uh, they, they generally go unpunished. But um, it, it was, a, yeah, it was a soft goal uh, to, to concede at a bad time. But, but to be honest, that's all they had done because um, um, Stefan had a, a very quiet game. Nothing, nothing much to do. No, though I say he had, he had. Um... I think he had a couple of shots that were straight at him, but there were nothing spectacular. It was pretty, pretty, you know, standard um, saves to make. And as I say, one thing I brought up, as you lads know, is I brought up VAR in the championship, and you know, this crucial time of the season. You know, it's gonna, it could cost someone. It really could. And we're lucky it didn't cost us last night in in the bigger sense. It did obviously, you know, the game itself, but you know. That first goal was horrendous. The second one, I'll do very well to uh, keep my swear jar very empty here because um, I'm going to ask Rye about this one because I'm if we actually the neighbors only... again talking about it, I think 
here we go. Because uh, his reaction when he watched it on his video live was was exactly like everybody else was on side and at the ground. What did you think when you saw Carlton Morris do the best impression of Torval and Dean in your life? I mean, it, in in the moment, in the very sort of uh, very first, you know, second it happens, you can see obviously Stefan is is sprinting out to get the ball, and you go, oh no, here it, you know, here we go, mm-hmm. something's going to happen here. But you can tell straight away, and from from the footage, even from afar, that Stefan does his utmost best to get out of the way completely. Lays his back down. He sees he's sliding. You know, it's obviously a wet, wet, uh, wet pitch. Um, he's lost control of like you know the tempo of his speed, but He's completely dropped his body, dropped his back, dropped his head, moved his arms out of the way so he gets, you know, minimal contact completely, if contact at all. And um, and then Morris goes down, like, and and it was just, it was such, it, 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 obviously the ref, he was he was having a moment there because there was a bit of a gap between uh, him thinking about it and then blowing the whistle. And um, and then he, he points to the spot and you just, and then you see the replay and oh, it's just, and my Twitter's blowing up about, you know, he's touched his knee and stuff like that, but I can't see it. I mean, I need a, I need a magnifying glass to see where he's touched him. So, but he, like, you know, touched, like you guys have said. touched his knee. Right. Mm. Who said that? I mean, get them named in shape. Who said <laughs> yeah. that? Come on. I can't, I can't. I had, I had a couple of people on the YouTube and in the comments and stuff like that. I think, uh, I'm not sure they're the Barra fans, but, uh, yeah, uh, they they've yeah, but it's it's incredible for me, and I think Carrick summed it up perfectly. Was that, uh, and something that maybe you know we need to that needs to be discussed as well is that you know the referees do have VAR there if they're champ- you know if they're Premier League referees, and then they come down to the Championship, uh, and they have to make these crucial decisions when they might be you know a game previous relying on a VAR to help them or back them up uh, with their decision. They don't have that in the championship. So it's, you know, it's, it is all on them. And if they get it wrong at our level, you know, and thank, you know, again, like Carrick said, is that thank goodness it wasn't uh, a crucial game or, or a, a, you know, a game that could have made or braid out, broke our season because it was, it was a horrendous call. And then um, obviously he had no VAR to back him up or, or you know, because it surely you would have seen it overturned um, with, with the VAR system. So, I mean, yeah, I mean- it's, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, so sorry. Um, no, uh, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, the interview after the game said it all for me. The guy from Sky, I don't know who it was, did you feel contact? I can't remember if he touched me. I mean, yeah. that is the I biggest mean... one of <laughs> bullshit, right? Yeah. You either feel it or you don't. You know if you've yeah. been kicked or not, right? Do not try and kid the world that you didn't oh. remember. Right? It was 20 and minutes seeing, ago. Seeing Stefan after the game as well, I mean, the first thing that, that you saw how devastated he was. Now, I don't know Stefan on a personal level, but I'm guessing he's, you know, an honest man and, 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 a, and a real, you know, proper... Uh, proper lad. He was devastated. He he could not believe it. And the first thing you saw was you know Roberts running up to him and giving him a big big hug and saying you know don't worry about it, let it go. Like it's one of those things. But he was still properly devastated after the full time whistle. And um, you know that doesn't come from from nowhere to 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 know that you know you've been harshly dealt. Absolutely. Go on, Jago. What I didn't like about Colt Morris was when he won the penalty was his smug face smiling. Uh, at the at the middle of my players, almost mocking them as if to say, "I know what I've done, and there's nothing you can do about it." Uh, he knew exactly what he'd done, and that's why his interview after the game was so poor because he knew he had cheated. Yeah. And it, it, the FA should step in as they have done once before, and he should he should face a ban. Mm-hmm. He really should teach him a lesson, give him a four match ban so he misses the semi finals of the playoffs. See how smug he is there. See if he's smiling then. No, you're absolutely right. They they have stepped. Sorry, JD. They have stepped in before because it was a Coventry player. Funny enough, he got a two game ban for doing exactly the same thing, um, influencing. I think they called influencing the game, um, obviously by you know simulation, and he got a two game ban. He was absolutely right. But JD, you were obviously you were in the way in last night. First starts when he went down. Did you all think that was a penalty or not? Yeah, because it was at the far end of the pitch to where the Borough fans mm-hmm. were situated. And 
Yeah, you, you thought that um, because when we saw the direction of the ball and then the player go down, you thought, oh, and you looked at the referee immediately mm-hmm. and he, he took a little bit of time, then he pointed to the spot. But very quickly, people were getting messages uh, and then, um, you know, uh, the, the, the clips of the, of the Sky uh, coverage mm-hmm. were being sent and people were showing it around and you realise, you know, that, 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 it, that it wasn't. But one thing I was going to say is, I mean, how on earth? I mean, if I fall over, if I've had one or two drinks more than I should have done, and I fall over, I just fall over. My, my leg doesn't automatically kick out to the side like a lot of footballers do. Where did they learn that? Where did, where did they learn that when you fall down, you've got to kick your leg out to the side as if somebody's tripped you? It's... It, it's it, it, there must be a coaching manual somewhere that shows you how to win a penalty, uh, and and that was that 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 was simulation. That was cheating. Call it what you will. Thankfully, thankfully, it's not going to cost us um, a, a, a great deal in terms of where we finish in the league. But it's still something that you know we, we've got to get out of the game. Exactly, and. Um... I must have read this manual because when I went absolutely arse over tit at Peterborough, my leg did flick out. Ask Jason. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how it happened. I really don't know how it happened, right? All of a sudden, I was stood up and all of a sudden, I was on the floor. Well, I know how it happened. You had too many beers there in the pub before, <laughs> it was that. It was that bar, mate. That Oh yeah, but that's 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 a story for another day. But yes, I. I also read that. It, it was it was before the away end. I was looking at the train station behind me, and all of a sudden I was on the floor. So you know, you tell me. Yeah, yeah. But, that uh, was more stimulation than simulation. <laughs> <laughs> VAR I, I'm, 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 I'm going to put an asterisk right in there. Nothing stimulated me at that point, right? So I'm just going to put that <laughs> right in there. But yes, I the floor hit me very quickly. It was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, watching a six foot three, twenty odd stone lad fall over is probably one of the greatest things you'll ever see. So, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Eh? Okay. Uh, just going back to the incident. I mean, let's uh, go back to that. And as and as Rice says, you know, Carrick Carrick was right to bring up, um, you know, the referee's performance because, like I said, in in the Premier League, VAR is almost like an insurance for the referee. Thinking, yeah, if I make a mistake and it's a clear mistake. Then I'll get told in my APS. I'll check it over, and then I'll, I'll have a bit of uh, a better chance of making the right decision. But you know, whether that's still the mindset when they come into a championship games, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's got to be um, yeah, there's got to be better refereeing standards because that was clearly clearly not a penalty. But oh. thankfully, like I said earlier, it hasn't cost us a great deal. It was more worrying. I'll, sorry, Dick. I'll come. It's more worrying that he was a Premier League ref. That was the worrying oh, bit. Yeah. You know, he, he, Graham Scott is a Premier League ref. He's well known. He's he's refereed some of the big games in the Premier League over the years. And it, it, I didn't like his face. I when you give it because if you watch his face, he looks a right smug twat. And I was like, "You joking me?" Honestly, I've never been so angry in my life at a penalty. Go on, Dick. Stay. Steve, yeah. just just to stop his dick, go, Steve, put a pound in the swear jar. I need to put a fiver in the swear <laughs> jar, right? I don't care. Jaeger's <laughs> on me, Rotherham, that's all I'm saying. Go on, Dingo. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, we can't affect the performances of the referees and the, and the fourth officials, but one thing Middlesbrough can affect is how we defend. And a slight worry for me, heading towards the playoffs, is the fact that we're, we're going back to what we were a few months back and chopping change in the defence. Uh, obviously partly through injury and we've conceded from a set piece against Huddersfield we've conceded from a set piece against Hull and we've conceded from a set piece last night against Luton and if we're going to win the playoff final at Wembley we really need to be open the game on the training ground and, and, and trying to eradicate those those simple mistakes from the game because we've got all the tools in the world to put teams to bed with attacking options but we can't afford to keep giving sides a goal again on set pieces. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something I took away from the game was the fact that uh, before before the match started, I rated Luton because of the, the run they'd been on, the results they were getting. 
I rated them and I and I and I feared them as our main main opponents in the um, in the fight for promotion via the playoffs. But after last night, um, that's been eradicated for me. I, I don't fear them as much because I, I saw how how you know um, how well we can do, and we can, if we can get a few other uh, people on board. Like regular, if if Chubrak had been on that pitch, he would have scored um, at least one, especially the one that come to Crooksy in the second half, and he was seven or eight yards out, seven or eight yards out, and he he, he flushed it past the post. Akpom would have got that. He would have got that on target. Probably would have scored. Um, so I fear Luton less now after playing them last night. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, go on, Mark. I think uh, Dan Balassa as well. Like coming into that squad, he controlled that midfield. I c- I couldn't even uh, imagine what a, you know a, with a Hackney in there as well. Like you know how mm-hmm. that midfield domination we we could have you know going forward. I couldn't you know agree more. I was someone asked me on Twitter like you know is there any team you would want to you know a couple of weeks ago you want to avoid? I said I reckon we could take anyone on the world, but the only one I'm worried about is Luton because I thought they were well managed, you know, well defensive, uh, and but last night you know with that second, you know, second string squad. Even we we dominated the midfield, and we had Dan Balassa, who was you know starting the first game since a few weeks, and he was he was immense. No, he, he was, yeah. yeah. And do you know what? He, he looks so he, he creates himself so much time, and he looks unflustered. He, he, mm-hmm. He's very smooth in the way he plays. He, he just he, he yeah he, he could be a key figure in the. Um, in the playoff games, definitely. Well, that's the worry now, isn't it? Injuries. That's what's scaring me, I think. Any, out of sure, anything. Sure there's no team. Sure, last night, what class he's got, why we brought uh, Dan Balassa at the club. He absolutely ran the show last night. He was superb. And a shout out as well to, you know, Johnny Housen, who just slotted into the back four. And I thought he was outstanding last night, Johnny Housen. Really, really good. He hasn't played there for a long time. And he looked like he'd never been away. And, I thought, in all honesty, we looked a little bit more composed with Housen in there than we have done for the just last mi- few weeks. We just miss that height, though, don't we? You know, we, we, with uh, mm-hmm. Lenehan and Housen together, mm-hmm. there isn't really um, uh, the, the height to, uh, to you know, enable us to, to, to command our box when the ball's in the air. Yeah, fair point. But uh, even, even, even that, though, we were playing against two big lads last night for Luton. And I thought that, you know, they didn't give them much last night. You're, you're right, we're, we're always going to be vulnerable. We're, we're housing and Lenahan from set pieces, you're, you're spot on. But I just thought with housing in that back four, we just seemed to control the game. It was almost like having an extra midfielder because he was clever with the, with the ball when he brought it out and he was always hitting a red shirt so or, or a white shirt last night, I should say. But um, no, I thought housing had a really good game last night. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right, and um, yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, that, that's the only thing I worry about was the heights, because I know they're a big team, Louis, um, you look at players like Lockyer, Morris, even Adebayo, they were, they were, they were you know, the big, the big tall lads, aren't they, so, you know, it was it was key to get that defensive system right, and, and defend the balls in the box well, and I thought we did, to be honest, I thought we defended it really well, um, Housen won some really good headers, that came, you know, from the balls that came in the box, and but you know, I'm not going to be too critical on him, unlike you, Dicko. Um, I'm not going to be too critical. It's going to be, you know, um, it's just one of them games where if a fair ref was in charge for me, we'd have got something because we were the better team and we were done. We were done by a refereeing decision, which is really disappointing, especially um, this close to the end of the season. But luckily, luckily, it's not going to cost us too much. Um, you know, we just know it's going to be fourth now instead of third. So, which doesn't bother me too much. But um, I'll finish this bit off and I'll say, man of the matches, I'll start with you, Dicko. Are we, are we going whole game or looting game or both? Well, well, you, you, I can ask you the whole game if you want. Go home. Uh, I mean, you some you, you. I mean, to be fair, you summed it up. So I'll let you. I'll let you pick the the twelfth man's man of the match for Hull. Well, for the first time on this podcast, I'm going to give it a joint man the match because I thought Dykesdale and Desire Jones changed the game on the right hand side, and that was the that was the the reason Middlesbrough came back to one three one. So I'll see Dykesdale and Jones joint man the match for Hull. 
I'm not. I'm not splitting a bag of Haribo between two of them. Look, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Who's your, who's your Luton man of the match? Luton man of the match. I would have to give it to Dan Barlasser, just ahead of Johnny Housen. Yeah, yeah, he was superb. Last he was really good. Um, right, who was your man of the match last night? It was Johnny Housen. I said it straight after the stream. I think right at the end of the game, it was Johnny Housen. The way he was, you know, he stepped into that centre back role. Uh, you could see him yelling at the players, you know, controlling the, the the back line, even though we were undone by a set piece and stuff. It was still Johnny. He was just everywhere still. Um, and, yeah, he was composed and um, love him to bits. So yeah. good hearing that, yeah. He really is that good, isn't he? JJ? Yeah, Johnny Housen. Yeah, uh, you, you know, a true captain's performance. Um I'm sure if he was asked to play in goal, he'd, he'd, he'd give it everything and he'd, he'd you know, he'd, he'd do his best. And that, that's what he does and that's that's what you want from a player. Give us your best, even if you're not playing in your favourite position. Um, he was great last night. He was. Um, I mean, it, yeah, he was, he was my man of the match, Johnny Elson. I thought he was fantastic. Proper captain's performing to you. Uh, but I will give a massive shout to Dan Barlas. I thought he, him and Mowat control that midfield so beautifully didn't give him a sniff, you know. You you barely heard of um, Nakamba's name or Alan Campbell's name within that within that game, and you know they're two really good midfielders in this league, and they didn't get a sniff on it off our lads, and yeah, we were superb. It was such a good performance. I probably enjoyed watching us, apart from when they fell over and won a penalty. That really upset me, but um, hey ho, um, but yeah, that leaves us fourth, um. I think that will probably leave us fourth now for the season. You know, we will ju- we'll judge playoff opponents when we get to after Coventry, because um, like I say, it could be there could be ten teams we could play. To be quite honest, and it'll take us about an hour to go through them. So, but and I really want to get onto our guests now. So um, here we go. We're going to go. This is this is your time to shine, right? Um, <laughs> right. Um, I say again. Thank you so much for coming on. It was, it's, it's, thank absolute, you for inviting me. No, it's an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, as I say, you've become well known now because of your videos online. Um, <laughs> which are absolutely brilliant, by the way. They're so Appreciate funny, it. Thank right? You. I, I really feel sorry <laughs> one for your neighbors and two for your wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, constant complaints from the home fans, I think, is uh, <laughs> is the neighbors and the wife for sure. But that don't complain because your passion's absolutely <laughs> superb. But so, I mean. Is it ba- is it is it basically is it Riley McGree that gets you interested in the borough or is it the borough themselves? I mean, talk talk us to your journey and how how you became one of us. Yeah, it's um it's a question I get a lot of actually, and uh, um I did do a short video on it, but um I think obviously the first and foremost thing is obviously being an Aussie. Uh, any Aussie that steps on for the bar is is a bonus for me, but it's 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 not you know down to one player. I've loved this club. Uh, since about 2003, I originally fell in again with an Aussie because uh, I was playing AFL, which is our local uh, code here. And uh, I gave that away and, and wanted to play football or soccer, as they call it here, uh, unconvincingly. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it to football. Carry on. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to be a goalkeeper. Uh, and at that time, Mark Schwarzer was tearing it up uh, for everywhere so I uh, I was watching videos of him and 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 you know fell in love with big Mark and he was playing for the bar and I it was a whole new world to me we had just the and then it was um that was it I fell in love with the bar straight away it was a, it was a club that was uh not well known nobody knew about it uh oh, you know all in school the people that did know football or played football had man United you know Chelsea whatever it may be but I you know I was so proud to find a club that had, you know, one, an Aussie in, in Mark Schwarzer, but two, just like a club that had uh, so little uh, known about it, especially down in Australia. So, um, yeah, I fell in love with the club and and have loved them ever since. And every Aussie that's gone through the club um, in the past and, and now is, you know, obviously a bonus. And I, I do pay special attention to them, but it's, it's honestly a bonus. You know, I've loved the club, you know, even when there's um, supported the club, like crazy when there's no Aussie stepping onto the pitch. No, no, it's, it's as I say, it's one question obviously we thought we'd have, but I say, looking at your videos, it's it's clear, it's not just right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, your first video, I mean, your YouTube channel has been going, is it just over a year? 
first yeah, just video, a year. Yeah. Um, your first video is probably one of my favourite games that we've had for a while. <laughs> Tottenham at home, absolutely mm. superb, unbelievable, nice. Um, yeah, I mean the North North Stand in particular was absolutely bouncing that night. You could have mm. collapsed when Colburn scored. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, your reactions on your videos. I mean, they're so heartwarming to see because you can see you, you care. I mean, and then you go to get the the call to talk to the Aussie that's his shirt is right behind you. What? Yeah. What was it like talking to Riley McGree? It was incredible. I was so nervous. Um, and, and I was, it was so out of the blue. It was um, an email that came from the club and they invited me to, to chat to him and I couldn't believe it. I thought it was spam. I thought it was fake. I thought someone was having me on and, um, and, and right up until the moment where they, you know, I jumped in the zoom call and there's Riley sitting there. I was, I, I didn't believe it. And then, uh, he's there talking to me and I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. but, um, it was it was incredible. So it was. Uh, I hope I do get another chance to to talk to him or, or anyone because um, hey, I'd love to have a have a redo and try try and be calmer now. But uh, yeah, I I, I it was you know a team I've loved since I was a kid. You know, two thousand three going going through, and you know then they started following me on Twitter and everything like that. It was yeah, it was it was it's incredible, incredible. No, oh, it was. I mean, it was so, so good to watch. You could actually see in your video as well that you were a bit like... I was. <laughs> I was. You know, but... If you had a scene under the desk, like the neighbours here, like I say, go and wake the neighbours, but they, like, I was I was bagging nerves. It would have been a sweat pool underneath the chair, I swear. Like I didn't stand up and do do, do a Morris, as we call it. A, a what, as you call it? We'll call it a Morris slipping over, right? If I sit on the pool of sweat underneath the chair because of the oh. nerves. <laughs> there you go. You've learned something new straight away because that absolutely <laughs> stumped me. I thought, oh, shit, I don't know that. Right. Go on, Dicko. Right, right. Do you have any ambitions in the next year or two to actually make it across to the, the Riverside and have a have a few days on Teesside and let the Borough fans uh, show you around and our appreciation oh, for you a dream, in the Borough dream, across the, yeah. Australia? Yeah. I, it's a dream I have every day. Um, it's obviously quite expensive, uh, obviously flights and stuff like that. And it's something that if I was to get the opportunity to, to go back, I'd want to take my wife and I've got a young young daughter as well. So, you know, share share the club that I love so dearly and the pl- place that I love so dearly with them. So it's something I work hard for. It's um, it's something I'm, I'm trying to save for and everything through my, you know, I guess if you call it this online presence that I can know that i work for and stuff like that that i can put towards then in a heartbeat if i had a plane i'd be on the on the next one tomorrow so um yeah it's been incredible and the 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 one thing as well is how many fans have reached out to to try and do a gofundme which i've you know politely keep turning down because it's not something i want to do on 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 their back pocket it's something i want to work for and 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 and, uh and earn my way uh you know back to the riverside just like you know uh, or, and that's like you, know, you. We reiterate here where you said like, all you ask for for any player that puts on the borough kit is is someone that wears you know the passion and gives all for their club. You know, for me, it's getting back there is giving my all uh, by getting on you know an expensive flight and flying across the world to to get back there. So I'd be there in an instant, but it's uh yeah, it's just the financial sort of burden, I guess you could say at the moment. That's only the only thing holding me back. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's expensive to say i've got i've got relatives in australia myself and how expensive it is to get across across uh, obviously the other side of the world but yeah you keep saving me and i, I tell you what right we'll yeah. get a go funding to get you a palm on a pint when you get here because you absolutely <laughs> deserve it um but no once you're here you know we'll make sure you, you're more oh, than welcome yeah i can't wait you'll absolutely have a, t- a ticket whether it be john don myself whoever it is <laughs> we will get you in the riverside and we'll get you wherever you need to go so Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, I mean, I mean, just before obviously, I finish with your, your YouTube channel, obviously, it's Inrictus. Yep. Talk to us about the name. Uh, so Inrictus stems for, so my, my first name's Ricky. Uh, and I, my, I guess my story about how I sort of fell into like doing YouTube and content creation. And I do that in air quotes because it's a, it's a term I'm not sure that I've sort of come <laughs> familiar with, but, um, is it stems from Invictus Games? Um, obviously, Invictus Games was started by uh, Prince Harry for um, it's like the Olympics for for injured veterans. He's just uh, and, he's um, just he's just Harry now. We, we he's just Harry him. now. I, Harry, I do. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> you carry on. And, um, 
Uh, yeah, so I, I I'd stem from that. Um, I'm I'm a veteran of the Australian military for 12 mm-hmm. years. I was injured in Afghanistan in 2010, um, and unfortunately, my injuries took the better of me around 2020, 2021, and I had to retire. Um, and then I was sort of left with, you know, what what am I going to do with my life, sort of thing. And I found my way into sort of video editing and and a bit of a passion for that. And uh, I was always a football, you know, sport mad lover. Um, Again, a, a massive Middlesbrough fan from far away, and I decided, nah, that you know, I want to start, you know, and I was purely just to start practicing that video editing uh, skill was was you know, editing my reactions and stuff like that, and uh, started the YouTube channel, yeah, to about a year ago now, and here we are now, and I still feel like it's still so early days for it, but it's been incredible the the growth and the 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 love I've had, especially from Barra fans, because I've done a bit of Dallas Cowboys content, I've done a little bit of Adelaide Crows content, the two other obviously sports that I follow, but the Barra one is you know the Barra side of it is it's by far and, and beyond now the major focus of that channel, and it's um I couldn't be happier, I couldn't be more thankful to all the fans around the world that have supported me or subscribed and. Uh, watch the content. Watch me be an idiot at three AM. I, I say some of the stuff I see you obviously three AM your time. I mean that poor wall gets absolutely pummeled for one. I, I, God knows what your wife thinks. What's he doing now? Like, you know? <laughs> but it's absolutely it's superb <laughs> to see your passion. Your passion's amazing, and you know seeing your videos, even you know. The videos you've done, they say about your Adelaide Crows, they say the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I watched your video the other day of um, the scariest hits in NFL and absolutely mm. rinsed myself laughing at your reactions. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, I mean, yeah, they are big hits, but oh my god, yeah, so oh my god, yeah, but, I got the I got the phone, but I normally have to turn it off now because I just know I'm going to get in a you know a text message to shut the heck up. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, it is it is something that I. Uh, I, I don't pride myself on on waking uh, my wife up or anything like that. The neighbours can handle it, but the, yeah, I feel bad for my wife. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, we don't feel bad for it because your content's brilliant. Um, but um, and yeah, I mean, obviously it's called Inrictus, but um, as it, you know, you've got over three thousand subscribers. I'll let you give your page one more big up, and then we'll move on. You know, the floor is yours, my friend. Oh, I appreciate it. And obviously, yeah, if you do want to learn more or watch more, it's obviously just Inrictus on YouTube. Um, Obviously, my Twitter is all the same. Uh, and then the other sort of the top side of content uh, that I've been doing is obviously my Instagram. And I do a little bit of Twitch really as well, which is just sort of part and parcel of this whole uh, video editing sort of uh, content world. So um, that's really sort of where you can find me is, is yeah, the, on those four platforms. And um, it's all under the name, same name, Inrictus. And um, I'm a Barra mad fan and no matter where you find me on any platform, I'm always happy to sit there and, and talk Barra till the cows come home with you. So. There you go. There you go. Give him a follow, give him a like on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, um, Twitter. Um, thank you for the follow. It came through on my phone. I'm very thankful. Um, but, um and um yeah, we'll we'll get you we'll get you you know, your links and your um and your tags all whacked out and appreciate that. You know, it's you know, no, we appreciate your support, and it's you know, it's, it's hell of a hell of a good right. You both put your hand up here. I'm not, I'm not going to fight with you. Go on, John. Dom. I was just going to say, um, for anybody who's listening on our, on our podcast who have, hasn't had the pleasure of watching um, Ricky's reactions, uh, to put it incident, oh, he, honestly, you'll enjoy it. It's <laughs> it's it's heartwarming, it's funny. Um, it's great. Yeah, I, I would, I would urge anybody who hasn't yet had the pleasure to just to flick through his uh, his various feeds, uh, various uh, videos rather on on YouTube of of uh, di- different um, matches and different incidents, and uh, you know you'll find yourself addicted. Oh God, yes. Go on, take all to yourself. Yeah, just going to echo John there. He's, he's certainly one of us. He's, he's certainly passionate and. That's all you need to be a Borough fan. Disappointed and passionate. You'll be all right with them too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to keep the, the Aussie theme. I don't know if uh, Ricky's aware, but there's actually been 10 Australian internationals that have represented Middlesbrough before. And I was just wondering if you guys can name most of those 10. Whoa. Probably not, but I'll start with Reese Williams. Correct. Paul Orkan, Mark Schwarzer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 
Right, oh, he's Steve Alt was here. <laughs> we got. I can chime in if you need. <laughs> no, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah. I think so we, we do got. Need... We got a big Mark Schwartzer, big yeah, Mark Paduka. Yeah. Yeah, right, I agree. Bloody yeah. yeah. How did I miss Paduka? Yeah. yeah. Luke Weekshire. Correct. Stop uh, calls in there. <laughs> yeah. McDonald, yeah, yeah. McDonald, yeah. Scotty Mac, yeah. what a player he was. Uh, so, and we forgot. You've got, you've got, you've got Tony Vidmar. Well done. So you only need two. What one? One's your hero at the moment. Riley McGree, obviously. Riley McGree, and we need we need one more goalkeeper. And I'm pleased that it was Schwarzer you took after, not this guy. Well, it was, uh, and I would say that's Brad Jones, the one, the game that I only saw in a in a Borough shirt in 2009 was a 4-1 loss to Blackpool where Brad Jones had the most horrendous oh. game I've ever seen. He had uh, a few goals, right? He had a few yeah, goals. Yeah, he did. Really, well done. Really did. There Top you go. Marks. Top marks, guys. Miss, 10 out of 10. I missed some sitters there with, with the likes of McDonald and, and the Joker. <laughs> You know, um, yeah. So I apologise for that one, but you, 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 you caught me on the hop. I mean, uh, Riley's been immense with me. That's one thing that I've, I've. I mean, again, I, I think I shared it on Twitter that he, yeah. he sent me an Instagram message only yesterday saying, "I loved watched your stream." Now I'm trying to find out what the situation is with my boy, but uh, it's uh, he, he, he sent me an Instagram message saying he was up watching the stream and 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 loved it. So, um, well, you, it's well, been incredible. Well, you we'll plug all your pages if you keep plugging him just to see how you know if he's all right. Um, because we need him back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I'll happily fly over to, to massage with my oils or whatever he needs. I tell you, this is turning to a different podcast all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> there you go, Riley. There's an offer you cannot refuse get an oily massage from a fellow Aussie. Um, and on that note, we'll move on to Rotherham, right? Um, Rotherham JD. I'm trying to get excited for it. I am because it's an away game and I can't wait to, you know, be with you and the lads and, you know, get down there and, you know, all the, you know, all the shenanigans we get up to and that. But this game probably means more to them than to us, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. His outfit is sealed, uh, so to speak, with regards to our league position. Theirs is still, you know, precarious. But I expect, um, I expect, what the professionalism for from the team that um, Michael Carrick decides, and I don't think he'll let them. I'll, I don't think he'll let them slack. So, you know, I, I, I expect, I expect a good game. Because, like I say, Rotherham um, need points, uh, and obviously, uh, a win for them would be massive at their um, at the for. For them at their plate at the moment, you know, um, languishing in the lower lower reaches of uh, the championship. But again, like we spoke earlier, it, some of our players they want to put themselves in the frame for the playoff games. So Absolutely. yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think um, there'll be any lack of professionalism from from the Borough players. Absolutely, and and Dicko, do you expect the rotation of players to keep going? Um, you know, bringing. I mean, for some reason I expect Rodrigo Muniz to make some sort of a big say in this one, simply simply because you know it's time to get the minutes into the players. And I know he got a couple of a few minutes last night um, against Luton, but I think you'll get I think you'll get more against Rotherham. To be quite honest, I think the team's going to stay pretty much around the squad that was at Luton. I don't think there's a it's worth risking anybody that's got any chance of niggling an injury to make them worse for the playoff playoff games I certainly wouldn't be risking anybody I think Tuba will be banging the manager's door down because they want to hit the magic 30 goals and to me he didn't look very happy sitting on the bench and I don't know if you noticed him running up and down the touchline trying to attract Michael Carrick's attention saying look at me I need another goal look at me but he wasn't getting on and he stuck on uh, as you say Is that how he talks to go? I don't know I just imagine <laughs> that's how he was talking on the touchline <laughs> That's that's just what I imagine. I don't know him personally, John. But no, well, he sounds dip. He sounds different in the interviews. You know, he's more. He's got more of a, a deep, soulful voice. That's the one you just give us there. Deep, you're, you're soulful not... voice like Barry White. <laughs> I, I, I imagine when he's being like that. To be honest, but I, I don't, I'm mm. not sure. Um, so this is, a, this is an interesting subject. How many how many players' voices do you imagine during the day? More than you want to know. 
Oh, I want. Oh, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> superb, superb. No, no, you're absolutely right. He, um, to be honest, when you sat on the bench, I thought he looked all over last night, and I knew he'd where he'd been the night before. So um, he'd obviously had a good few, a good skin folk. And and would you blame him? Put your balls. You know he's deserved it every minute of it. But um, don't don't risk anybody. It's not worth it. Just if you're hundred percent fit, and you know. Yeah, but I wouldn't risk anybody. It's all about the playoffs. Obviously, we want to do ourselves proud for the supporters that are going down to Rotherham and, you know, want to put in a good show for them. And I think we will do because the the team that played against Luton is more than capable of turning Rotherham over. They'll be fighting, you know, for the only three points from safety. Mm-hmm. They've got some big games. They'll look at that Middlesbrough game as an opportunity because they might think we're going to be a soft touch with nothing to play for now. And, and, and think they can get something from her, but mm. I still think Middlesbrough have got more than enough in the lock at the to win the game. Well, you can start our final roundup then. Prediction for for Monday, Monday lunchtime for us. Um, well, as Chuba would say, brother and one, Middlesbrough two. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hand movements that got me. It wasn't the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Superb, um, John. John, save this. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think Middles all went two nil, and um, I'd just like to say that uh, it was great to see uh, on the bench last night, young lads, Stott, yes. Sykes, Belongo, all getting sort of um, all getting first team experience, you know, of um, in the dressing room and and on the pitch to warm up and and on the pitch at half time to. You know, to to stretch again, so that'll do them the world of good, and Absolutely. you know it, it'll push them on to think that you know the manager, the manager's looking at me. That he, he, he's brave enough to put me in the squad for a for an important game. So, you know, um, and in 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 the words of Cameron Archer, it'll be two nil. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? What's happened? Oh. <laughs> I might as well say it. I'll move over to Riley McGree. <laughs> he can tell us this score prediction. Go on, Ry. Um, I'm going to go with the big 3-1 prediction, the classic result that Borough seem to always get. I think, uh, yeah, we're going to have a bit of inside knowledge there with, uh, obviously, Balassa and uh, Matty Crooks, you know, a little bit longer now down the track. But uh, I'm going to go the big 3-1. I think, like we've always, you know, we've said right from the start, there's, Players out there that are trying to prove their, their spot in that in that team sheet come you know playoffs and um you know fighting for it and they'll they'll be disappointed from Luton as well and I think Carrick and and Co will, will get them right up and firing and uh you know touch any wood that I've got that um I've got uh, you know we got maybe uh, uh, any uh any any players returning from injury and then we'll, you know we might see 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 them out there but uh, if that squad that was there on Luton rocks up to rather and we'll be yeah three one. Right. Yeah, that's it, right? Can you do it in the voice of Carolina? <laughs> I'll do the Johnny House and three, one, the lads. There you go. <laughs> we got them all stop covered. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a. I'll give you Rye, a small. Right, right. Stop touching that wood. Yeah, say, I'll, I'll, my I'll, bad, my bad. I'll give you a small hint for your for your streams. Do not offer to touch your wood. Yeah, in your Roger. Yeah. Oh, Roger, don't touch your Roger. Hey, it, hey, if 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 that's what you know, that's what needs to happen. You know, to get me over back to the Riverside, whatever, whatever's needed, whatever's needed. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going three one. I'm not going to do any players' voices because I'm mature. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do yeah three one. I think we'll be in three one, and um, I've lost all my composure. My head's gone. Head's gone. Um, before we finish, what time will the game start over in Adelaide? I think we've got about a 9 p.m. kickoff, actually, because it's midday for you guys, I think. So it's actually quite reasonable Monday night for me. So I think it's about 9 p.m. kickoff. We were doing a bit of a uh, a time check for uh, the rest of the games just before the stream uh, the other night. And um, I think I've got, I've got obviously, 9 p.m. Uh, for Rotherham, but Coventry is going to be another 5 a.m. And then it, uh, the playoffs now, obviously, we think we're going to finish fourth. I think it's going to be about a 2 a.m. start um, there on, on that first mm-hmm. one. So we've got, a, you know, a couple of few more rough starts. But, hey, what you know, it's the borough. You do what you need to do. Exactly. It's like, what's well, done, done? The amount of, of 4 a.m. starts we've had. 
to yeah. um to get <laughs> to, to get on to, a bus or something. Yeah, exactly, to get yeah. here, there, and yeah. everywhere. It's yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, right. That's always go on. Always worth it, Steve. Oh, it's always, always. worth it, mate. Always, always worth that first year. That's all I'll say. Oh. Seeing Bobby in that crowd, by the way, on the on the TV, my goodness, I was the, I've never been more jealous of a man than I was when I saw Bobby in that crowd. Oh, it was good. It was so good. One day, one day, I dream. It will come. It will come, mate. It will come. <laughs> and um, on that note, I will leave us all there. Thank you so much for having to listen. Um, two gents, thank you so much for bringing the tone down. Um, Rye, thank you so much for um for popping on from from Adelaide. Um. You, yeah, look after yourself. Keep in touch, Thank and you. um, you, you'll be on at the end of the season because I'll make sure you'll come on. Um, uh, I appreciate it, and uh, that was lovely. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Thank you so much for the invite. I it was. It's amazing. To, again, it's it, it's a privilege to be able to just sit down and talk Barra at any stage with anyone because it's a lonely world down here. So, uh, the you know I really appreciate the invite and um. You know, thank you to uh for reaching out because it's uh it's no, it's no. the privileges on one. No, no, privilege honestly is all I was I say. Keep keep up your your good work. Um, yeah, give the man a follow. I say he's at Inrictus on his uh on his YouTube channel, his Instagram, his yeah, his Twitter. Get him on Twitter. We'll give we'll give all his accounts a tweet out, and um, yeah, we'll have a chat again next week. Thank you so much for uh for popping on and uh, and listening. We'll see you after Rotherham. Um, we're, we're nearly there. We're nearly at playoff time. Yeah, how's your nerves? Mine are gone. So, you know, God knows what I'll be like in the playoffs. So <laughs> that'll be one to tune in for. Um, so, yeah, arrivederci. Up the borough. Be seeing you. Up the borough, boys. Up the, up up the, the borough. borough.